Live from Sadler Studios, kicking off Black History Month. It is Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. Ladies, gentlemen, everybody, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. And when we are fortunate, we bring in some very cool people. And we got a very cool person for you. This is not just any month. It's February. Now, one of my favorite months of the year is June, because that's my birthday month. November, because my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. You know, December, Christmas, New Year's, all that. Nick's birthday, Founders Day. There's a lot of special days. But February is among one of my favorites as well because it is Black History Month. We get our 20, 28 days, 29 on a leap year, to celebrate everything that Black people have done and are doing. So we thought that we're not just going to do regular pods. It is busy Black Businesses Month. So all month you are going to be hearing from some very, very special creators who have their own Black-owned businesses, Black-owned companies, Black-owned content, just everything Black, baby. All Black everything, word to the Alpha chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> As y'all know, it's the head honcho, Armand, uh, Vegan Chorizo Poppy, Multiple Miles Monday Poppy, your favorite Uber driver's favorite Uber driver. I do it all. I'm happy to be here. I'm not alone. Yeah, I know who my guy is. Nick, how you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling young, gifted, and black today, man. Uh-huh. Hydrated and melanated. You know what it is. It's Nick Early. Executive producing, co-hosting, the kombucha king that makes your heart sing. You know how it goes, y'all. Oof. Be here. I love that one every time, bro. Yeah. Every, every, every time. <laughs> every time. Like I said... It's a very special month for us. We're bringing in some incredible people. Now, this guy, I had the pleasure of meeting him. I think it was around like April, May, uh, when I dropped the uh, article, uh, the Drake article on Dark Lane Demo Tapes. X. Uh, you know, you know got, got some traction. And there were a lot of great writers who wrote about it as well, uh, like this guy in particular. Now, this guy is the founder and CEO of Foresight Company. Uh, his role as founder and CEO, he overlooks the company's day-to-day operations when it comes to content creation, music management, and social media. Now, Foresight Company is also a record label. It's an internship program, and it does much more. You might have seen me on the commission, one of its yes, shows, but, but you, you can see a lot of different things there. Like they, they Their reach is, the, the, the wingspan is long. Uh, but this guy doesn't just do that. He's also a content creator for FanDuel. He's got bylines in SB Nation, USA Today, and Elite Media Group, where we collabed on an article uh, for Drake's Take Care nine-year anniversary. Huge sports guy and coach for local Westchester and New York City private schools and programs. Special to me because he's a fellow uh, Indianapolis Colts fan. Let's get it, baby. You feel me? We hear, you know, it was it was a rough season. The season ended a little disappointingly, but it's okay. Stafford's uh, on the way. 
He might be. He might be. Uh, also a, a fellow OVO head, OVO affiliate, and just an overall talented journalist. This man is a machine when it comes to the writing. Like, it's, it's a new article every day. This is none other than my guy, Arden Franklin. How you doing, bro? Welcome to the show. Bro. Hey, man. Love is love. You was getting me hype with that intro. I got to say this. <laughs> Lead the league in scoring, man. But look at my sis. Uh, oh, uh, man. That was, that was dope. For real. I'm really happy to be with you guys, man. Salute to the busy boys. Salute to the stay busy community, man. Foresight always shows a lot of love to y'all. Like, for real, for real, like, sharing, and all that stuff. Because you guys have a genuine product the people are really rocking with it and i see a lot of potential with you guys so it's easy to support and show love i'm a member of the stay busy community so i'm hyped right now for real thank you wow wow nah. thank you man kind. yeah so kind yeah i love it <laughs> love got to that's my brother. Thank you. Thank you for pulling up. Um, of course, we also want to thank our listeners who are tapping back in. Whether you like cherries or blackberries, Tom's or Sperry's, the subway or the ferry, and Tom or Jerry. Are, th- are there any of those comparisons that really stick out to y'all? So, off top, dang, cherries or blackberries. That's a tough one. I really like cherries. I'm going to go with cherries. Mm, okay. Um, Tom's berries remind me of IFC and, and I, start <laughs> I start to get mad. So white fries. At, at least Tom, at least Tom's was, you know, you buy a shoe, you gifting a kid another shoe. So mm-hmm. um Subway or Ferry, can I say neither? Because it's both MTA. <laughs> and then Tom or Jerry. You know what's funny? I used to really like, I used to think Jerry was so witty and so smart. Like Jerry really made do with what he had, like being a little mouse. Like he had a whole crib in the wall. Like Jerry was just living his life and he made Tom look stupid many a time. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Jerry. My guy Arden, how, how about you? Are there any of those comparisons that really, really tickle you? Like, <laughs> uh, nah, there's a couple. Um, of course, I gotta go with the subway. Subway Arden, Subway Poppy. I got to, man. I just reloaded this bad boy too. This got 1550 on it. This this goes All a long right. way. Um yes, sir. funny enough, Nick, I'm a huge Sperry's guy. I love Sperry's. I, I keep the Sperry's really? on me. Yep. I got wow. the casual joints to the nice ones with the for the zipper vest and the jean season. Scary hours. Um, <laughs> um Jerry for sure. And then what was the other one? Uh, cherries or blackberries? I'm not really into either, but I'll go with blackberries. Okay. From the rare times I've had them, they always hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. Smoothie gang. Facts. Facts. I've, I don't think I've ever thrown a cherry into a smoothie, but I, I'll be putting blackberries in my smoothies. So I'm definitely blackberry gang as well, but n- not the phone. Although I did always want a blackberry. My parents never got me one. So I was never on, on, on the BBM. Like I would have to, I would have to take my, my friend's phone to, to, to play that one little game. I don't remember what the game was called, but it was that one blackberry game. Uh, might've been, I don't, I, I really got to, yo, Karen, look up the, the popular uh, hey, brick hey, breaker. Brick breaker. <laughs> that was the one. That was the one. <laughs> Karen came with that quickly. I know he, I know he didn't even Google he it. I, he, like, he just nah, knew. He knew that off the right, top. Right. <laughs> Man, when a, certain, when a certain Canadian once rapped uh, to anybody that finds a Blackberry with the side scroll, sell that mother to anybody that I know, that's what really mm-hmm. got me into the Blackberry. Bro, I, I wanted one so bad. I, I never got side it. Scroll. But, but the side you scroll? Know. Shout out to my uncle. My uncle had a Blackberry. He used to give that to me all the time to catch Colts games when we was in church all day. So I have fond <laughs> memories. Wow. 
of the of the black of the blackberry <laughs> love it love it of course we got to shout out our guy who just as always providing us with the information in real time pastor kieran the vp of everything the man that you cannot see but you feel got to shout out anchor our distribution platform if you do not know by now Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all of the streaming platforms. They just updated their user interface. It looked real good. And you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. And lastly, got a shout out Zoom, allowing you to see our beautiful black, 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 melanated, hydrated faces. You can see Arden's cool four-side merch. Make sure you cop that. We're going to drop the link for the website for you so you could show some support. Oh, oh, for four-side masks too, right? You got masks? That's a mask. Listen, she's pandemic proof, okay? Stay ready, see what I gotta get ready. Fellas, is y'all ready to chat? Let's, Let's chat. get it. All right, all right. So uh, I felt uh, a, a cool place to start. Uh, as we know, the weekend we'll be performing at the Super Bowl halftime show taking place at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. Leading up to that, he is set to release a greatest hits album titled The Highlights. Now, there was a lot of commotion being made about this because the weekend is 10 years into his career. A 10 year career, not everyone's career goes 10 years, but to have a greatest hits album within 10 years, to me, it's impressive, especially because he got his first number one song in 2015. To other people, they were like, oh, the weekend's being annoying. He's just trying to boost streams for songs that came out recently. Because if, if you look at the track list, a lot of this, the tracks that are on it came from After Hours, but After Hours streamed super crazy. So like, it makes sense. Like Blinding Lights is, is one of the, the biggest songs of all time at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Heartless was cooking for a while. So I'm, I'm excited for it. And I think this is a testament to just how impactful and successful the weekend has been throughout his career. Uh, Arden, how do you feel about this? I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I'm very impressed that the weekend is at the point where he could really do a greatest hits album. Like I don't yeah. care if he had I don't think he does, but like I don't care if he had like a below average discography. The fact that you could get to the point where you're 10 years into the game and you could say, yo, I'm about to give you guys my greatest hits straight up. Like <laughs> basically give his own version of like care package, but better because it's like the hits and not like the B sides. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really impressed. And honestly, I'm also curious because like I am a fan of the weekend, but at the same time, I'm not like a huge fan. I'm not somebody that could be like, yo, I have like this album that I love from front to back. Right. I've always said like every time I go by a weekend project, there's usually a few joints I could take here and there. Um, but I'm not like somebody that could give you a project where it's like, yo, majority of it sticks with me. There's typically a, a four to five. <laughs> song offering that i take from his 12 to 15 track offering but salute to him though that's really really impressive that's major you know what's interesting to me is like is that a little bit of like not celebrating yourself because i feel like if no one else gonna celebrate who you gonna celebrate if you don't celebrate you who's gonna celebrate you talk about it but because like if you think about it a greatest hits is typically like at the literally the last like end of the career um, for people, and but like, whose responsibility is that for someone to do a greatest hits? Is it their responsibility? Is the label's responsibility? So like, I think it's kind of interesting that he's kind of taking that on himself to say like, nah, here it goes, boom, like these are my greatest hits already. I mean, I think people really got to get over the whole day, like, oh, he's just trying to stream whatever. Like the man has been about the commercialism for a long time at this point. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, he's giving great music at the same time. Like people are really rocking with it. If you even if you're not rocking with it, somebody rocking with. It. Yeah. Um, for him to be able to do what he's doing, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not so yeah. mad at that, or, or even surprised that you know 
that he's doing this. This is super cool to me. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we talk all the time about how there are no rules in music. You can do what you want when you want. Like you, you could put an old project on streaming. You could repurpose songs. You could do an EP of, of an album that's already out and just take like you, 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 you can literally do whatever with with streaming. And I, I think about it in the scope of him getting snubbed by the Grammys, too, like because like if, if, you, if you look at his career, he's had a lot of albums that like like. I, I forget how many Grammys um, the weekend has. Kieran uh, looked that up for me, but like, I think this is like a direct shot at the Grammys. Like y'all, y'all tried to discredit me, but but look at all these records from After Hours that are on my greatest hits album and that did super well. Like he wasn't nominated for album of the year. He doesn't even have one song that was in, in, in any of the the categories. Uh, the, he's got 37 nominations and nine wins. So that's, 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 that's a pretty good clip. He's shooting uh, right around 25%, but like, still like, I, I, I feel like this is him just re- reclaiming his, his, um, his, his, his success, his, his, his talent, his impact and saying like, Hey man, like, you know, the weekends didn't want to get uh, the Grammys didn't want to give me this recognition. So I'm, I'm going to recognize myself and put out a greatest hits album. So I'm, I'm all in support of it. I, I can't wait to see the halftime show. It's rumored that Kendrick Lamar is going to be pulling up. Now that it, that intrigues me because Whoa. I ain't going to front bro. I think that's like breaking news to a lot of people right now. Woo. 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 Yeah, woo, woo. Yeah. Like, nah, that's, that's breaking news, bro. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm intrigued because I'm assuming he would do Pray For Me uh, with Kendrick. Pray For Me ended up on, on his greatest hits album. I didn't really like that song that much. I did really like Sidewalks from Starboy. So I, I personally would rather hear Sidewalks. If, if he does Pray For Me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a bathroom break d- during that song. Oh all, all due respect. <laughs> Respectfully, of course. But if Kendrick were to pull up, I think that would be a major... Like We haven't really heard from Kendrick in quite some time. So that would be a big hey, I'm back. And you would have to assume Kendrick is probably going to be putting something out if he pulls up uh, to the weekend's halftime show. So I'll, I'll be watching with even even more excitement. I'm, I'm very happy for the weekend. And yeah, shout out to him. That's what I was about to say, too. Like, what if either at the Super Bowl, he I, don't, I think this is the least likely, but what if like at the Super Bowl, Kenny either performs a new record or he drops right after the Super Bowl, like a like a good old classic Sunday night drop. We haven't had that mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, and like that would be tough. Kendrick's at the point where he doesn't have to follow the typical drop on Friday rollout oh. type stuff. Like people been waiting, people are ready. So like, what bigger way to say, "Hey, I'm back," than a halftime performance with the weekend, and then hear some music. So like I said, I'll, I'll be watching with tiptoe expectation and yeah shout out to to the weekend um another upcoming performance i'm very excited about this is for all my wwe fans the global sensation bad bunny performed his track booker t at the royal rumble uh so i want to salute the wwe for having the the foresight to recognize like yo he's this global sensation he's uh bad bunny is is a known wwe fan uh hung out hung hanging out with the undertaker all these different references so um shout out to them for for having him pull up and perform that track um i I think that's a major look for him it's going to expose bad bunny to a lot of wrestling fans who are predominantly white so I, it's going to increase his fan base and it's yeah. a, there's going to be a lot of people watching the world rumble because that they want to see bad bunny perform i know i know i've i've missed concerts and um bad bunny's bus tour concert that we talked about a couple months back was super dope and like he really yeah he put a lot into it so like yeah i'm definitely checking it out because with wwe's production team like like you you know some crazy stuff gonna be happening so uh that 
should be slash was pretty lit. Um, something that I'm sure Nick is very excited about. Van Jess announced uh, an EP coming February 5th uh, titled Homegrown. Uh, Nick, do you want to speak more about your expectations for, for uh, and, and yeah, art as well? I have high expectations for this. Um, for me specifically, Silk Canvas was, I mean, before they really were really making moves, well, not before they really make moves, before a lot of people were hip to them, I had been really running Silk Canvas. And I, that's where I really fell in love with them as a group. Uh, and they're also from a city that's not so far away from me in, uh, in California. So uh, I, I, find, I find myself now, though, after hearing a lot of the stuff that they've been on, the features, they've done a lot of features as of late, and they've had a few, a few singles. I find myself wanting more than just the music. I find myself at this point wanting to be able to, you know, grasp towards a brand or something that a story that they could tell me, you know, who are y'all? Like, why should I listen at this point? You know, because there's so much good music at this point. I think it's, it's an interesting thing when you talk about artists that are coming up and you talk about the talent and whatnot. I think it's important too. you got to give people something to believe in, something to relate to. And I think in their case, this mysterious element for me is, is kind of getting old. It's, it's like, I want to see them in front. I want to, I want to know about them. I, I, you know, I don't think many people even know if they don't know who they are. If they do know who they are, they don't have probably never heard their voices outside of the song, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it, it's getting to the point where I'm just like, I want to know y'all so I can be feel like I'm even more invested in the music because I'm sure the music's gonna be good. But like, I feel like, you know, when you think about other artists and you think about, you know, I hate to do this, but the Chloe and Hallie. And I'm not trying to pit them against because I think when pe- people put them against each other, it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's two Facts. different lanes. It's super yeah. different, different lanes. And that's not what I'm doing, but I think in the same way, Van Jess, because they're older, and I think they can resonate with a lot of our crowd, too, is because they're older. Um, they can, I think, tell us stories or be more relatable in that, in that sense of the, 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 the word. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, people are locked into what Chloe and Hallie are doing because they're in front. They're talking. Yeah. We're seeing their relationship as sisters now. Like, this seems very well orchestrated. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like this was the plan when they split and did the separate Instagram accounts, and Chloe's been breaking the internet with doing everything she's doing. <laughs> so, I would just respectfully. Say like that. Right. <laughs> so, I I want to see Van Jess for the people who are like, you know, they're more artistic. They're more like, uh, you know, we're about the music type people. You know what I'm saying? And they're a little older, so I want I want them to tell that story. I want to hear that. I want to feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. You know, that's that's where I'm at with it. But I'm sure the music's gonna be fire. That's just what it is. I yeah. just got put on it, Van Jess, honestly. Oh, I heard okay. I heard that joint they had a joint that came out earlier this month, a single yeah. that I heard about. And uh even Nick with what you said too, it's it's something I've actually been speaking with a lot of artists about recently that's been meeting with me at my office. It's it's the R and A or the A and R, like accessibility and relatability. Like mm. it, it can't just be all about the music, like I compared it, there's an analogy I've been using recently, um, like about an outfit, right? Like I feel like all of us as creators in the music business and outside of it, our work is an outfit. So mm-hmm. we got a nice suit, we got whatever drip, swag you like, you right. got it on, that's your work. And there's some people who could look at you and look at your work and go, oh yeah, like they looking good, you looking good. That makes sense. But the other things you have to do, right? The branding, the numbers, the features, whatever, that becomes the jewelry, that becomes the accessories, mm. that becomes the cologne. And that's the sort of things that make people realize, damn, yo, they really smell good. Like <laughs> they, they really moving, they really shaking uh-huh. out here. And 
I think for a lot of artists moving forward along with creatives, it's the A&R effect. It's you have to understand what it means to boost your accessibility and your relatability. You know, not everybody could pull off the mysterious look like her has done it for a while. And even though and even and even though as a people, we love her, even we're at the point where it's like, God damn it, let me see you without the glasses. Like, let me see you (laughs) out there more often and continue to work. So what what you're saying is right. Yeah. You're spitting wow. both of you spitting both. That was on both point. I love that. Yeah, that, that hits so home with that analogy. It's just like, yeah, you can acknowledge a great fit and really get it. But I think when you have not only a great fit, but you accessorize the heck out of it, that's mm-hmm. when you're like, oh no, that they dress like they really mm-hmm. got it together. And I think that that's about the full package for them. It's it's like, yeah, you can do this part. Can you do this part too? Because exactly, you're, you're, you're selling me. A, you're selling me. Your sound is one part of it. You're selling me that brand, like I said. You're selling me the. This is why you should listen. Why should I be invested in hearing? You know, listening to twelve tracks from you. Why? And mm-hmm. I think that that's really important for them, um, because in a way too, like they've been kind of doing the same sound too. So I'm I'm, I'm ready for this next. I'm ready for this project. I want to hear. It. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, another OVO OVO artist, Party Next Door. Uh, released colors his his original colors on streaming yes, platforms. Uh, this is this is very exciting. Um, I, I think I think the great thing about streaming and we've talked about this before is that you know everything is in one place. Like with colors, it dropped around 2013, 2014. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And you, it, but it was never available outside of SoundCloud or if you download it from somewhere. So it was like you know if I wanted to listen to colors, I could only go to SoundCloud or, or, or my Apple Music iCloud library to play it now it's available on Spotify available on title available wherever you want to hear it um it's four tracks let's get married girl from Oakland just know nothing but net and then he also added uh the colors two tracks to it Mm -hmm. peace of mind freaking you low battery and rendezvous I think that was a genius business move boost streams because that project's been out since 2017. That's that's among one of Party Next Door's more popular projects. So, you know, you run through Colors and you kind of see his progression over three, four years. I mean, then you get to the Colors 2 track. So um, I thought that was really dope. This is a move that, you know, Party Next Door's core fans, again, you've heard these tracks, you've had them, so it's not a big deal. But for people who maybe just got hip to Party, it's like, oh, like this is something we can go back to, something where we can see his progression from the original Party Next Door project to Colors, to P2, so on, so forth. So genius move. This is his second project um, in the last year, around year that, that he's added to streaming Party Pack. You know, he put a bunch of Lucy's on streaming as well. And he says he's working on some new stuff that should be coming soon. Now, we know a party, party beyond them delays. So <laughs> soon to him could be another year, Yeah, which which I love, which I love. So, so don't don't get too invested. Rich. Yeah, what is right. His, what is his rush? You know what I'm saying? Let's, you know, he's 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 writing for Rihanna, writing for Beyonce and Hove and Khaled and Drake. So it's like he he don't need to rush his own stuff. Like he's he's getting a bag regardless. Um, but very exciting. Definitely suggest you guys check colors out. Uh, another new track that came out. I definitely am interested in, in your opinion, because I saw a lot of commotion on social media. People didn't like this one. Brett Fias dropped a new track called Gravity, uh, featuring Tyler, the creator and DJ Dahi. Um, I, I, I thought it was cool. I, I didn't necessarily love it. I thought it was cool. It's, it's always good to hear new Brent. Um, he's never really disappointed me. And Tyler's, you know, it's extremely eccentric. He's super versatile as an artist. So I was I was intrigued seeing the two names together and then hearing the track, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And Brent is, Brent can really mold himself to a lot of different sounds too. How, how, how'd y'all feel about Gravity? 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Arden go first. Oh, cool, cool. Appreciate y'all, man. Busy boys. I thought it was a cool <laughs> record too. You know, again, similar to what you said, Armand. Like, I'm never gonna say no to new Brent, let alone new Tyler, because like I love both of those guys, especially uh, Tyler, your creator. But it, it was a cool record. It, it, it didn't give me the same uh, feel or, or in the aftermath the same realization that like, wow, this is gonna like live in my rotation, like Dead Man Walking did. Like, I knew. Right. With Dead Man Walking, like, this is perfect at night walking weather. Like, I'm going to this no matter what. But, yeah, it's a cool record. You just take it as it is, and you just keep it pushing. It was an interesting single choice for me. I was like, is it an interesting single choice? Immediately when I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, that's Steve. And I looked at the credit, and I was like, oh, there he go. What up, Steve? Shout out Steve Lacey on the production on the guitar. Um, And it's – I. so I'm looking at it from a perspective. I think Brent being in L.A., this makes a lot of sense. When you, you put Tyler on a song, Tyler's going to bring his element to it. So you have, like, two L.A. originals, Tyler and Steve Lacey and Docky. Like, it's a bunch of people who are really, like, producing in that L.A. sound. So he brought that cool, just chill sound to it. I think that this is it's interesting for me because I think this is a greater conversation about how Brent's listeners might be pushed. Because one, yes, it's an interesting single choice, but obviously they believed in it in a way in which they thought it should be pushed that way. So that might be indicative of how this next project might go. Mm-hmm. I think the I love the song message and, and the idea of it and whatnot, and about you know being an artist and you know trying to find your center and home and being on the road and whatnot and responsibilities, obligations. Tyler's verse was crazy to me. If you like actually read the trans, like if you read it and hear it, you're like, oh no, he's Tyler. People don't really understand Tyler raps. Like after doing, oh, like, that's quotes, a fact. Quotes, oh. quotes from the quill been... after, after really diving deep, I was like, wait, wait, y'all really like he raps, like he's rapping. Um, and so yeah, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a cool, cool song as well. I think it's weird when we say that, you know, because it's like we, I think in a, in a lot of ways, people are expecting earth shattering stuff from Brent now. At this point, he's built up that sort of expectation in people especially in the ladies and so <laughs> it's one of those songs that i'm excited to hear in context too for this next project uh if mm-hmm. it does make the project if it wasn't just you know like a a, a single by itself so um yeah i think it was a good song i think it could be telling brent listeners you might you might y'all might be pushed a little bit your ears might be pushed just because <laughs> like that's something we haven't heard brent on so he might be trying to diversify and expand himself because I think a lot of artists, especially in the singing R&B lane, you realize it gets to a certain point, like you got to increase your musicality and you got to try new things. And oftentimes that's like a sound that's less commercial or may not be the sound that got you popping, but mm-hmm. it's forward. So Brent fans, we might y'all might have to go forward and <laughs> you may or may not like it. So we'll see. But I think this is a uh, it wasn't a bad song. I appreciate artists when they um, have that realization sooner than later. So for Brent, I'm cool at this point after After World, after Dead Man Walking, right. to say, all right, let me switch it up. Like, or at least let me at least act as if I'm switching it up, or whatever the case may be. Like, I appreciate that because a lot of artists be holding on. It even goes back to no disrespect to Van Jess, but like artists like them and others where it's like, all right, you have that sound and you just live in it. And it's like, yo, you're living in it for too long now. Like, and then you really lose out, especially if there's other areas of your game that's not up to par right. yet. 
Yeah. No, you got to take creative risks. That's that's that that that's how you know how talented you are. That's how you test your fan base. So, um, this is a good discussion, and I agree. So I'm I'm looking forward to the product as well, especially the way I put it. Um, lastly, we got the deluxe version of the voice, Lil Dirk. He added a bunch of tracks. It totaled that 28 songs. Um, <laughs> man, um, thankful that in in I was driving Uber, of course, while listening to it, so it was easy to just sit listen to. Um, it was good. I mean, I I think Dirk is. Dirk is at a really, really high point in his career right now. It's funny, actually, when one of my homegirls tweeted um, this week that she can't wait for Lil Dirk's moment, and she thought that it would come after Laugh Now, Cry Later. And I was I was about to reply, but I wanted to bring it to the pod. I'm like, I feel like he's in his moment now. Like, you Yeah, look this at, is it. <laughs> you look at the feature on Ty Dolla Sign's album. You look at the feature on Meg's album. You look at the fact that people are just talking about Dirk so much more now and like mm-hmm. he was he was named a lot of people like a lot of people put him up in top three top fives of 2020 so uh-huh. i'm like I, I feel like he's he's in his moment and like the the, the voice uh the original project was uh, 16 songs so like adding 12 and being at 28 and people still you know mm-hmm. rocking with it and checking it out like i i feel like he's he's riding a wave of momentum and this was this again a way to kind of test his fan base and just you know like mm-hmm. let people know how he's coming in 2021 i wouldn't be surprised if he put out another project in three four or five months but um it, it, sure. was, it was cool that was that was good music on it some cool features i like little baby's verse um and yeah so, so shout out to dirk how, how, how'd y'all feel if you got a chance to listen yeah i just think folks got to realize just the point in time dirk's in in his career right now you know i think people look at him as if he's still like a new artist when it's like this dude's been around for almost 10 years basically yeah. 10 years like a lot of us remember the various stages this man went through so when folks got to understand and question whether or not this is his moment. It's like, yeah, this is his moment. So he has to go crazy. He has to go crazy. He has to keep up the pace because he might not emphasis on might because I think he will, but he might not have another moment like this again. He might not have another stretch for whatever reason. So I don't blame him for doing what he did with the deluxe. I don't blame him for going crazy on these features. He's worked 10 years for this moment and he, and he rightfully deserved it. So just go crazy, my guy. Yeah. And yeah. I'll go no, ahead, Nick. No, I was just going to say, like, Nick Nick and I often have these conversations on and off the pod about presence and kind of timing and when when it's your moment, staying in your moment and, like, really, like, hitting people over the head and staying consistent. Um, And I I think with Dirk, it's like he's been grinding for 10 years, as you said, and now he's finally broken through to where people are calling him a star and within the mainstream. So I agree, like, this is his time to really, really capitalize. So it's exciting to see. Go ahead, Nick. No, I agree. Yeah, I there's a to me, there's a threshold in which you see certain artists do it. If you push through while you're hot on your own, if you push through when you're not doing your own music and you just keep you're out there in collaborations or whatever it is, I think you can push and extend that moment much longer than it technically would last in another way. But um, I was just going to ask you just a quick aside because we're talking about the, the deluxe. How do you feel specifically, Arden, about like deluxes these days? Do you feel like do you look <laughs> for something in a deluxe? Do you think? Oh uh, man, yo! First like- things first. Sorry to cut you off. Shout out to our homie Imani, who's one of the co-hosts of the Commission. Plus, my my homie right there, that's my sis. She had a great <laughs> rant about this while we was recording episode three of the Commission last Saturday, in which 
deluxe can get played out if there isn't anything new about a deluxe. It's we're, what we're going through with a lot of deluxe when artists are just repurposing the same songs or adding too many songs that shouldn't be on an album. It's like what we went through when folks were complaining about remixes. Like, this isn't actually a remix. Like, there isn't a new beat. You just added another slot for 16 or just a hook. And I think for Deluxe, it should be about elevating the original project. It should be a continuation of the fact that, like, if you really enjoyed this last piece, you're going to still enjoy it now because... These are literally the next line of records that could have been on there, but by the skin of its teeth or whatever term you want to use, it just didn't make it. And it yeah. should always be a matter of that versus, damn it, let me look for like the next five, 10, 15 joints to put on there for streaming. It's like, come on now, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think uh, a good a good example of a deluxe that kind of changed things, uh, Gunna Wanna. Uh, you know, uh, Wanna, which I loved. I said that was my rap album of the year for 2020. With the Deluxe, Gunna rearranged it all. Like, he started with um, a, a, a new track, and then, like, it was ba- like he just shuffled the, 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 the original track list. So if you listen to Wanna, and, and you know that track list, it starts with Argentina. But if you look at Wanna Deluxe, it starts with 200 for lunch, then he goes to Dollars on My Head, and then, like, a bunch of different stuff. So it's not, it's like, you, you don't go into it with that familiarity, like, oh, I know this transition, right. this transition. You hear an old track you love, then you hear a new track, then you hear another new track, then you hear an older one and an older one. So it mixes in things you enjoyed already and it gives you new experiences as well and it's, it's, it's just a whole new thing so i think that's a good example of a deluxe but i i agree like you, you got to make it you got to find a way to set this project apart from from the other one if you just take four new songs and put it at the top or put it at the bottom that means i got to listen to everything in order again just to get to the new music i'm, I'm, I'm gonna skip it I'm, I'm gonna go immediately <laughs> to, to to the to the new stuff but when, nice. when you put it at the top it's like okay i'll listen like with uh, with divisions, uh, I'm using her feelings for example. I listened, and then I was like, I don't even want to listen to the original album because the, the deluxe kind of bothered me. So so you gotta make it you gotta make it special. Love that. You you, yeah. you you gotta make it special in my mind. You know who else had a like really good um, deluxe album, and it makes me sad, of course. Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke had a yeah, really um, good deluxe album. It and it's and it was dope because it was a matter of all right the the stuff that you guys wanted for the original we're going to give you for the deluxe. So it wasn't even like, oh man, let's pick from the bench. It's Steven Victor and Pop's team. They literally looked at it as like, this first starting lineup was fire. Now you're going to see the second starting lineup. We're like the, what was it? Like the 2015 Kentucky Wildcats when we had two starting <laughs> lineups on that Carl Anthony Towns deep book status. It's like, this is not mm-hmm. the bench by any means. And it, and it was dope, right? Because you talk about starting it off, literally, uh, Part parts one and two of showing off with Fabi, perfect. The hello record with a boogie, like the 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 young thug and pusher joint, and it's just a whole bunch of new records on there and a new sound that makes it different than the first. To where it's like you gotta appreciate it. Like that's what a deluxe should be. Yeah, no, uh, I completely agree. I didn't really. <laughs> he, he talking about the bench. That's so fire. I'm gonna use that, bro. I, I'll cite my source, but I'm using that. Hey man, <laughs> I, I, I cook up from time to time with the quotables. <laughs> man, well, we had quite a chat. You know, with the chatting, we get parched, we get thirsty. It looks like yeah. Arden is sipping already. Um, but this that. is a very, very special half and half. We got our first sponsorship, uh, Nick. As a, as a Sag, me as a Cancer, Arden. Whoa, 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 what's your sign, bro? 
I'm I'm a mix of a Taurus and a Gemini, but I'm okay. more towards the Taurus, according to all the shorties and my friends that are into the astrology. So what up, <laughs> Bull Gang? <laughs> there we go. There That's we so go. Funny. Well, uh, go ahead. I'm not, what you uh, I forget. Cancer. No, Cancer. How could baby. I forget? Oh, you okay. know vibes. I don't know why I keep wanting to think you a Scorpio. Oh no no no! That's 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 them uh, end of October, mid November babies. I'm I'm far away from that. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, that's that's hilarious. Um, for those who don't know, I'm I'm a Sagittarius. Um, shocker! No, I'm playing. <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> you I don't know anything about. I don't really know anything about zodiacs or astrology. Um, but I I'm, I'm always you know it's, it's it's fascinating to me when people tell me different things or like you know. Uh, oh, you're a sad. Do you do this? Do you do that? And I'm like, kinda, yeah, uh, not really. Um, <laughs> but basically, we want to do a very special thing today. We have a partnership that we've worked on with Healthy by Zanya, and these are basically teas that are you know for your mind, body, and your spirit, and that are connected to and personalized for you based on your your zodiac sign, your astrological sign. And so mine uh, is the Sagittarius. So this is the Sagittarius tea that I'm sipping on here. Uh, supports, you know, so the, basically the teas and the herbs support your body parts corresponding to your your, your sun sign, if you will. So those who, who knows zodiac speak, you, this is easy for y'all. Y'all will get this completely. Um, but mine specifically has cinnamon in it, which is, you know, it's of course it's aromatic. It's good for anti-inflammatory, dandelion, uh, which is a lot of antioxidants oxidants good for your liver got sage for your brain and bone health uh, and as well as orange peels which is good so uh this is it, the way it tastes it's, it's i would say it's like clean it's aromatic earthy taste uh so it, it's really great but we're going to be shouting out healthy uh this half and half is sponsored by them shout out to so uh we're we're super excited so that salute, is, salute. That's, that's what we're working on for this month as a black owned business for busy black businesses. So our half and half. Wow. We're going to this is probably a board meeting in and of itself, but <laughs> we're going to really get into this one. Cause when I saw this, this was, I was leave. I was in disbelief. Uh, and I want to bring awareness to something like this because I think when it comes to black businesses, when it comes to ownership and the things that we've been, pre- you know, that a lot of people in the culture are preaching these days, I think it's not only one thing to be great at your craft, but a part of your craft is understanding your business if you want to be on the ownership wave and the independent wave and all that. And so a lot of our people are trying to do that and empower themselves to do so. Y'all really got to understand the business because there are snakes in the grass. And this is a great, great instance of that. So this half and half is coming out of Rolling Stone. This is buying beats for viral songs is becoming a popular and messy business by Elias Late. So shout out to Elias for bringing uh, light to this story. <laughs> so basically what's happening? Uh, Madness, yo. I, it's, it's, I'm laughing because I was literally in disbelief. When I saw this headline, I had to click it and I started reading the article and I was shocked. Basically, there's a situation um, the article goes uh, to speak about a situation between uh, by a singer named uh, Caleb Hearn, who's a 20 year old singer from King, North Carolina, who is basically in a legal dispute with a one Justin Goldman, who uh, runs a label management publishing company called 94 Sounds. Mm-hmm. What's happening is that Caleb Hearn, who is a singer, had basically 
created a song and released a song called Always Be. Goldman, Justin Goldman, his whole tactic is that he goes online and finds songs that are viral on TikTok, as Kahern has a very strong TikTok following, finds songs that are doing well, finds out whether the beat is original or not, if it's a lease beat that a lot of people do and a lot of y'all artists listen to y'all, a lot of y'all get YouTube beats and you lease them. His streams have way surpassed that. He's Goldman has been reaching out to producers to purchase beats and song rights pretty much under the rug from people. And what his approach is and how he tries to justify it is that after he goes on and buys the song from artists without their knowledge songs that are going up going crazy that are leased he's basically then approaching the artists and saying hey i really want to work with you let's make this song go crazy without the artist knowing that he's bought the rights to the song and so if it's a situation where you already had management which hern did and that's what happened when he uh, you know when goldman approached hern and said hey i'm all good thank you you know appreciate it i have management everything he said, well, basically, it gives you this, essentially, it, it gives you a business partner that <laughs> you didn't ask for. Um, and it is a very vile tactic to me, a completely vile to have a whole entire business built around finding pop-in songs that people are going up with, buying the rights from the song, from the producer, then going and pretending like you're trying to work with the artist when you have all this now legal power over the song, um, when you had no part in, you don't even know the artists. You have no part in, in recording the song, no part in helping promote it, none of that. And so there's some really shocking, really, really shocking quotes. I mean, Hearn, he was telling the road, so he said an artist blowing up on TikTok is the most vulnerable, vulnerable, I can't hate this at work, vulnerable person uh, ever. Um, and it's basically, you know, Goldman is, is playing this real like victim stance where he's like saying that Hearn started to expose him on TikTok and that, you know, he's been subject to death threats, all this sort of stuff, um, because Caleb Hearn actually went ahead and redid the song and told his following to say, yo, do not listen to this version. Listen to this other version. Um, this gives me Scooter Braun. This is giving me, you know, it's giving me way back when. Uh, really dirty slimy stuff and so it's really disgusting to see that people are doing this um just a few numbers for y'all so the original always be was released on december 4th of 2020 uh caleb hearn who's a singer played he paid 1995 on december 5th to license the instrumental non-exclusively for 10 years or up to 500,000 streams is what she's according to his license agreement when he bought the beat from the producer his streams have both surpassed that. And I'm sure that there's probably either a negotiation with the producer or whatever conversation. I'm sure there was a conversation that, that they had had. So what are your thoughts on this art? As a <laughs> owner, as someone, you know, who is invested in artists. Yeah. You know, that's what I feel. I find myself speechless in a way, you know, to, to you, this is going on. You are not the only one. <laughs> I mean, what I'm about to say is like something I've really had to sit with. Like I had to let it marinate because we all know the music business is already nasty 
as it is. And it's so complicated and complex. But this to me is like something different. It, to think that, okay, there are there is somebody and if he's just the first to be brought out like this, then you already know there's more people <laughs> that were doing this in regards to, let me look up the hottest songs out right now, especially through social media and a place like TikTok. And let me go buy these beats and then try to dress it up as if I'm trying to help artists and you want to work. It's incredibly nasty. And, and, it's a, and it's a huge example of why just because somebody has a right to do it doesn't make it right. You know, it's like, yeah, it's within your legal right. That's right from time to time. It's like, yeah, you have the legal right to do that. But it, it's not right. Like, why would you? I was even sitting there thinking like, you know, because I do various things in the media, but in my heart of heart and what I uh, feel like I'm best is I'm a writer. So I'm trying to think like, how would I feel if I was writing something and somehow somebody, somebody could come in and go, hey, man. I would like to work with you because I actually bought this or whatever it is that's associated with your writing. And it's like, it's insane to me. It's insane to me that this is even possible, especially when there's already a huge thing about copyrights, right? In terms of like, yo, do you have the rights to the beat? Did you purchase it? Where's the songwriting credit? All of this stuff that's always been projected in front of us as music fans and people in the business. And now you got to deal with this where somebody can literally come through and take this from you even after you already did something with it, it's just, it's nasty, it's shocking. And again, just because you have a right to do it, it does not make it right. At some point, there has to be more morality in this thing, man. Like, come on, like, you can't be that willing to make a buck and be empowered that you're willing to do something like this. There's no way you will be able to explain this properly or be cool with it if it was to happen to you. That's it, yeah, it's dirty out here. Just some just some quotes from Goldman just to show you how sick this man is. Quote, not trying to do something bad or take down the song. I want to help you with it. I do this with beats and songs all the time. End quote. Ah, it's nasty. It's nasty, it's man. And people don't understand that they're like it just gives him so much leverage now over the over the song. He can then, you know, charge a crazy rate to try to give it back to you. He can do whatever. You know, and it's like it's like these, you know, in in sports, in entertainment as a whole, it's the people who are making decisions or doing certain things like this, who know the business and can manipulate it like this, taking advantage of people who are putting in all the butt, sweat, and tears. And so, I, wow, it's so it's it's even nastier because he's treating this like, oh, I'm just like buying stock. Or I'm just buying domain names, which is like a hustle, by the way. Like people buy domain names, but that's different. And it's not as pressing to people to buy a domain name, let alone a stock, versus a beat that, bruh, I've already cooked up on. <laughs> and I would be even tight because, again, the, 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 the artist, he even paid money for just an agreement. Now, clearly, it didn't matter because, again, the song had massive success. But the fact that artists can even take the proper steps or just a step to secure the rights and to be somewhat protected, quote unquote, and yet somebody can still hit you over the head, it's it's nasty, man. It literally left me speechless. I had to pause like at least two times while reading the article. I'm like, no way. I'm like, no way. Like how? Not, like how like, is this? How is this even? How does it make sense? Business. He's trying to keep like a legitimate business off of that. 
Listen, that's nasty. He's gonna do it to the wrong one. Yeah. He's gonna get that. He's gonna get the ice cube in the office with <laughs> boy with Brian. And then, yeah. and then that that sh- that uh that Shug Knight Vanilla Ice story I'm getting hung I'm over serious. the balcony. It's like <laughs> he really gotta not don't play with people like that because you're yeah. gonna do it to the wrong person because he's been doing it. This is not he's not the, this is not the only artist he's done it to. There's two other artists that are in lawsuits with him currently. Yeah. So it's like don't do it to the wrong artist because they'll pay you a visit. It's Anyways. it's it's nasty, man. <laughs> just because you have just because you have a right doesn't make it right. Yeah. Yeah. That's facts. Well, quite the half and half sponsored by Healthy. Thank you, Nick, for the article. Thank you, Arden, for your insight. It's time to hear some sounds. I'm I'm trying to vibe out. So let's get into this slide deck. Frank, do what you do. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. All right. Slide deck time. We got a guest here. I want to hear the heat that our guest brought for us. So, Arden, what is the slide you'll be playing for us today to kick it off? Of course, you know, foresight with what we do with the music, highlighting upcoming artists, especially from our neck of the woods, Westchester County, New York. Now I'm going forward up. I had to stick to the crib, man. So I got this record called Melody by Julius Smith. He's an artist that I've gotten tuned with over the last couple months, and I've become a bigger fan of his. Uh, we actually met up last week and had a really productive conversation. And this comes from his recent album, Triple G, which I highly recommend you guys. And of course, the Stay Busy community to check out. because I think you guys will really enjoy it. And this record's called Melody. Salute to the folks involved with this. Now I won't fall with up. Let's hear it. Meanwhile in America. Fifth man. Let's go. Reparations, reparations, they ripped our roots out the soil. We got issues with separation, anxiety, traumatic memories, sworn enemies, dodged a few felonies and turned them into melodies. But I digress. I hate the snow, so I fly west like a free slave. I gotta go, I gotta go. Civil rights movement was moving, but some of us didn't know. Rosa Parks was on that bus, but plantations be in isolation. Niggas picking cotton, not knowing times are wasting. Then apparently we had Central Park looking so central dark that they had to take the wealth and prosperity. But Melody's still playing. 40 acres in the mule, they promised they still paying, but we still waiting. Segregated our schools and my eyes were still Satan. But check, check out my, check out my melody. Check out my melody. Check out my melody. When I come back stronger than ever, whether it's downpour or calm in the weather, I'm palming the leather. Mm. Okay, okay. Julius Smith, now one four. What up, Melody? Julius Myth, myth, yep. like a mythological. Mm-hmm. Julius Myth, not Smith. Because when you first said, it, I was like Smith. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Julius Myth. Got That's it. right. Yeah, I enjoy. It. I like his. I like his delivery. Yeah. I like uh, very conversational. Very like you know. I could. I love music in the car. I love rap that I can listen to in the car. I love soul samples. You know, it's very mm-hmm. very hip hop. Very mm-hmm. hip hop. So I love that. Very good. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Myth, man. 
Real dope. Real dope record. Nick, what you got for us, brother? Something in a similar sort of feel and a vein. I, uh, I, I didn't know that this guy was producing a lot of uh, Masego stuff or just like in the hand, just they're close guys. And so um, I, I was scouring the web for slides and I put this one, I picked this one because I love the way it sounds. I love beats. I love lo-fi, I love all that sort of stuff. Uh, and so this is a producer by the name of Maxwell Hunter. This is Cynthia by Maxwell Hunter featuring Masego and Dan Foster produced by Maxwell Ooh. Hunter. Do it. That's what we want. That's how you stay around. That's how you have a 40-year career, y'all. I'm downloading that record right now. What is it called again? (laughs) By Maxwell Hunter. Shout out to Maxwell Hunter and Masego, as well as Dan Foster. There's an incredible sax solo at the end of the song. The song also flips. It's about a five-minute song. It flips, and the beat flips. goes underwater. They do all some crazy stuff. The production's crazy. He's one of the best we got, man. Yeah, this is this people gotta understand this is a bar. There's a there's a bar out there, y'all. Like put your put everything into this music, put everything into your arrangements. Just beautiful vocals, beautiful little nuances, you know. Like (laughs) that's the thing about Masego like that I really enjoy is that if you know you don't have to be so musical to understand and realize that it's great music, but he rewards those who know music because you hear the, the, the nuances, especially me as a musician, I hear what he's doing. Like, just little things that he does that I'm like, wow, like, no one's doing that right now. That's We need more of that. So, shout out to Maxwell Hunter and Masego going down the process. Absolutely. For sure. That was a heater. And to end it off, I've brought a track called How It Feels to Be Black. This is by a rapper I really enjoy, Jag, featuring another rapper I really enjoy, Reason. And this is produced by Dakin. I think it's pronounced uh, Dakin and Mike West. 
When your people see me, man, they think that I ball. Probably because I'm black with tattoos and I'm tall. They think that I'm simple-minded, niggas stay at the mall. They thinking that we don't work and we just work for that call. You know that hookup. It's like they set us back, man, every time that I look up. They want us all dumb, they afraid if we pick a book up. Even more afraid if we get up out of that car. That they told us get up out and we listen, it's like they shook up. New cat, just trying to hustle to get my crew stacked. Plot for all these jobs and they wonder why niggas move crack. Move back, white people saying that he like two back. Pay guess they ain't see us Coming, niggas, it's they say black. niggas fire, but they want us up in flames. Told us go for gold, but they don't want us up in chains. They say we look good when we ballin' and I'm flattered. They say black lives matter, how it matter, nothing changed. Man, this lifestyle is whack, yeah. Uh, it's how I feel to be black. Uh, I swear this lifestyle is whack, yeah. It's how I feel to be black. So, been sitting first class. Stewardess tell me I don't belong there. Like I made it to the top, but I took the wrong stairs. Now I'm getting long stairs. Every time I walk into that whole fools, but I'm used to it. This shit old news. These people wishing we could go back to them old rules. You know that MAGA mentality. Make America great again. It's never been great for I. Every cop case they lie. We just trying to stay alive. I've been staying on my own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got to fully get into that reason verse. Reason lets off. And I, I, I love the approach there. Like his voice is more brooding, more more somber. Mm-hmm. Um, Jags, Jags opening verse, the conviction, the, the aggression is real, real poignant. Um, and it, it's real. Like of everything that they say, like they, they they want us to be fired, but they want to put us up in flames. Like it's so, so many truths to it. Something as a black man you feel because they really try to box us in. I'm tall. I got tattoos. So I must I must be a baller. But we're capable of so much more, and we want to be seen as a lot more. Um, so I really felt that track. I discovered that around early 2019, and it's, it stuck with me until then. I felt it was very a fitting way to open up Black History Month. So uh, hope, hope hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, that we're gonna fire. make. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we're gonna make a special Black History Month uh, playlist uh, for for these slides for y'all to check out. So that will be available. Uh, as soon as y'all y- 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 finish this episode, tap into the playlist. But as you know, the regular Slide Deck playlist is available on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG and Twitter bio. And if you want a slide added to the deck, whether you're a listener or an artist, hit us at StayBusyPod on IG and Twitter or email us at StayBusyPod at gmail.com. Make sure you join the mailing list also in the link tree in our IG bio. I know we've been talking about merch for a while, but it's it's coming real soon. We We got some designs that are heaters so let's get it tap in and let the world know how busy you are we we got a lot of different things coming i'm really really excited about but something else i'm excited about is this board meeting that is coming with my brother arden before we get into that yeah i know we got to play a special game of auto reply um for those who've been around you know we say a word and arden lets us know the first thing that comes to mind nick you want to kick us off oh man (laughs) let's see how this goes let's do it so the word is black. Sensational. Love that. Word journalism. <laughs> um impactful. Westchester. Home. Music. Life. Foreside. 
proud. CEO. Honcho. <laughs> Aubrey Drake Graham. <laughs> Legend. Content. Necessary. And lastly, Arden. Unknown. <laughs> you, get, you, you can get a lot of different things out of so, me, man. Interesting. <laughs> Tell, I just want you to briefly unpack. Let's start there. Talk about unknown. Why would you describe yourself as unknown? Because uh, I feel like I, I, it's, it's, it's twofolded. I think, one, I've always carried this mentality that I'm still very much unknown. Like, even in any niche community or folks that do know of me and what I do, I'm, I'm very much unknown and to a greater extent underrated. And I know a lot of people say that, but I really feel as if if folks really tapped in with me and, seen, and see my resume and it compared to what folks may think one should be, I think they will agree. Like, I'm very underrated and I don't necessarily get all the love I get all the time, which makes me appreciate it even more when people do give me love and you guys and other platforms let me come and tell my story because it's like it's greatly appreciated and then the other part of it is that I, I just don't believe I could be put in a box like I'm always doing something different on one hand they think I'm doing this and then I switch it up and then it's the same thing over and over and over again so that's why I feel like unknowns like the best way to describe me right. not only as a person but also in this media game okay cool well bring us now bring us from the beginning uh, Arden, tell us tell us about Arden for those who don't know. Tell yes, man. So I'm Arden Franklin. Oh, man. I'm proud Westchester County, New York native. I've always jokingly said I wish I could say I was born and raised here, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was born in the Bronx, but then brought to Westchester. Um, yeah. Sports and music has, has always been my life. Like, it's always been 1A, 1B. And... And I think uh, for folks that know me, they can tell that the path I've been going down was always meant to be. Since I was a kid, I've, I was always into reading and writing. Since I was a kid, I was always into dressing up and doing things on TV and radio and also really into the, insight, into the insightful side of things when it came to sports and music and even history. I remember being young in elementary school and the teachers thought something was wrong with me because in third grade, we had a little project where we had to make like our own book. Like you draw, you make this little book. All of these kids are making fiction books, right? This monsters, Kings, Queens, princesses, all that stuff, animals. And I'm here writing and drawing a biography about Michael Jordan. And I actually knew when he was born and I knew when he won his championships and all that stuff. So that's always been a huge thing for me to where it just wasn't a surprise that I got to this point. And personally, I've always been proud of the fact that I've been willing to push and improve myself, right? Become a better communicator, um, find ways to be a better friend, family member, intimate partner, and um, just never being scared to try, never being scared to try, never being scared to grow. And I'm happy with where uh, everything has been heading. So I, I guess that would be the best way to describe my life story to somebody. Cool. Okay. Very nice. As a, as a fellow writer, um, and I, I've, I've told my story, I don't know if I've told the full story of how I got into journalism on the podcast, but I'm always intrigued at what leads someone to decide, yo, I, I'm trying to be a journalist and like what the first byline was. So what made you want to start 
writing? What what was the first article you wrote and who, who was it for? Oh, man, I think for me, writing has always been in my honestly in my blood because my dad is a huge writer and mm-hmm. reader. Like okay. in school, reading and writing was always my go to things. And I did a lot of that growing up. And I remember in elementary school, I tried writing a book out of my notebook, like a book about the history of the NBA. And I fulfilled the entire book. It was like 250 pages. But in the fourth grade, I did it. And I was always writing. And I remember at 12, I would say around 12 or 13, I knew I wanted to be a journalist because even though I was talented at sports, I'm not going to act like, yo, I was super duper nice. But like (laughs) I was talented enough to play with any and everybody. Like, let's just say it like that. I knew I didn't want to play sports seriously because I'm like, I just knew I wasn't committed. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't committed to doing after school practices. I wasn't committed to wanting to go play and practice on the weekends. Like I wanted to go home, play with my friends, hang with the family and play a good old PlayStation 2 game. And I remember the first person that really got me into writing was actually Bill Simmons because I saw how his writing style was very more uh, was very much a uh, conversational. He was the first person I remember reading and it was like, yo, I feel like I'm talking to this guy. Like the way he wrote not only was good, but it was generating responses out of me, whether I said it or was thinking it. And I remember going back to freshman year of high school, I wrote for the school newspaper and I took that very seriously. When I moved to the next place I went to in Westchester, White Plains, which I'm currently at in now, I wrote for the school newspaper but it was the summer of 2010, and I remember this because I'm a huge Cavs fan, and this is when Tumblr was really big for folks 27 and up like me. Yeah. I'm, I'm 27. <laughs> I launched my Tumblr page, and the first article I had wrote was about LeBron James's free agency, which that summer he left to go to Miami, mm-hmm. and that was like my first ever article mm-hmm. outside of school that I wrote. That's super dope, okay. man. So... Uh, you know, you, you're wearing the brand proudly. Yes, sir. Um, you've, yes, sir. You've, talk, you've talked, you know, so much about what you built. There's so, there's so many different avenues that Foresight Company uh, operates within and is, you know, doing its thing in. What, when did the idea to start Foresight begin? What's the journey been like? And what have been some of the challenges? Oh, yeah. So the journey for Foresight honestly came about well, the name I came up with during the summer of 2015, um, and there's two big reasons why, and it's honestly 50-50. Um, again, being from, again, Westchester County, the now one four, I think we're one of the very few places that has an area code that's really cool to say for a nickname. Like the 914 to a lot of people is like really cool, and you know where we're talking about. So it's like we're 914 but I was like, man, I would like to come up with like a cool little nickname, something for me to say at least. <laughs> and it was like, all right, I want to do that. And then the other part was, of course, because of the Canadian, because of Drizzy. <laughs> um, at this time, he had everybody and their mother calling Toronto the six side. This is like prime six side, right, the six right, times. Like yeah. you was not saying Toronto or Toronto, Canada. You wasn't saying T-Dot. You were saying the six or the six side. So I'm looking at that like, yo, that's like really cool that he did that. And then I'm thinking now on four, da, 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 four side. So I was just playing around with the name. And in terms of doing business as four side and, and hip hop media, I knew I wanted to do it with a partner because at that point I was just in sports media. 
I, I had just returned to my writing roots. I had I had done TV, like I actually had my own TV show across Westchester. I did online radio when it was just starting out. This was before podcasting became podcasting. This was when if you wanted to do a podcast, you had to do online radio, you had to do blog talk radio or any of these sites. Yeah. And I remember thinking, man, I really want to do something to hip hop because like I said earlier, sports and music for me have literally been one A and one B. It's literally the same. It's not that much difference. So I was like, man, I want to do something with it. So I'm thinking I'm going to do a podcast, but that's where my friend Wills, who's literally like the, they one partner for Foreside, I hit him up because we have been friends for about a year um, because he worked at the gym I used to go to. And every time we see each other, a conversation had to start about two things primarily. It was always about hip hop and it was always about wrestling because I'm not as big of a wrestling fan as I used to be. But I still follow it along to where, like, I can literally pick up on it because I watched it for so long and I just know the business. So we used to always talk about that. So when I knew, so when I knew I wanted to do something, I hit up Will's like, "Yo, bro, I'm thinking about doing like a hip hop podcast. Are you down?" He was like, "Yeah." I actually didn't suggest Foresight as a name first. I was, I just had it as a nickname. It was just in the tuck. And then we were talking names. I was like, "Yo, bro, I got like this name that I've been calling Westchester that I think is." pretty cool called foresight and he was like bet and then the first thing we ever did together was uh in january of 2016 during a crazy snowstorm like insane and somehow some way starbucks was still open and of course i couldn't stay at home all day so i went to starbucks was doing work i convinced wills to leave his crib and his girl at the time (laughs) to meet with me at starbucks to record the first episode of a podcast and it was literally at a desk with a plug-in mic, my laptop, and the Foresight podcast was launched then. And from there, Foresight has gone from just being a pod to this multifaceted entertainment company where we got a variety of short-form to long-form content with a lot of that on the way. Of course, we just launched a director label. You know, the relationships we've been building, the numbers we've been racking up, the fact that we actually have a brand and a, and a name and a logo that people are resonating with. Um, which is very important to me. And the challenges has always been about growth, you know, like finding the best ways to grow, finding the best time to grow. Um, a friend of mine who's also another talented artist from the area, shout out to him, his name's Oakland Winthrop. When we met recently, he said, simply put, when we was talking about growth, hey, when it's all said and done, people love supporting a winner. People love supporting a winner mm-hmm. and love seeing people grow. And that was always really the biggest challenge and so far it's been going really good we're continuing to just grow and, and move I'm, I'm very comfortable with myself I'm, I'm lucky enough that again somebody like my guy Armand man saw enough of foresight to be like yo I'm down to do this show that you have and, and be willing to do it and happy that stay busy said yo foresight come through real quick and get highlighted man and that's been our journey five years later wow so tell me a little bit about like the growth as when you know when you're really like okay I'm a pod I know you've always seemed like you've already had like many interests like you said one A one B with the music and sports and everything like that yeah when it comes to being a business owner the growth thing is is a little different it yeah <laughs> love something and be interested in it but trying to grow it in a in a very, very methodical way and obviously you want to be successful as a business owner does hey, can you speak a little bit to more of that journey because I think that a lot of people who listen in the state of the community are people who are entrepreneurs who have things that they're trying to grow themselves. Absolutely. May see it as multifaceted, but want to grow themselves, you know, want to mm-hmm. roll out each 
division each arm of whatever their brand is in a very methodical way, in a, in a way that would set them best up for success. So yourself, who's a multi-hyphenate, can do it all. Man, who's doing it all at a very high level. Thank um, you, thank you. Side. Tell us a little bit about that, that process of trying to bring the segments all to life in a good way. Yeah, I would say it's, it's always a balance of, of course, the art, doing right by the art, but also understanding like the business aspect of it has to be fulfilled. And when it comes to business, it's not all about the, the profit, honestly, because for the most part, it takes a lot to work up to the point that you can even create something that could generate you profit. It, it's more about making sure that your, your uh, X and O's and everything are, are dotted, you know, as they say. So the yeah, biggest yeah, thing yeah. when it came to the business part for Foresight was more about trademarking. Right. Like, okay. does any, is anybody else operating with this name? Does anybody actually already have the same registered? And I, I've had a couple of situations actually where one ended in a very peaceful manner. The other one didn't end in the most peaceful manner. And, and I'm not necessarily worried about it because th this party d has no legal rights to it. Cause they came on later on talking about, Oh, we were, we were foresight, but um, it's just understanding like the protection of your, of your work. Right. Like that's why the Rolling Stone article we talked about earlier hit different indeed, because right. it's like, you can think you're taking all of the necessary precautions to protect what is yours. And yet it could literally slip away from you or you could be in a fight for it. So it was always about just the ownership. Like, let me look into trademarking this name. Let me look into the fact that actually, even before you, trademark name through like the u.s trademark office or anybody else by you operating with that name publicly you actually are already gaining trademark rights like not many people know that so it's not right. just a matter of well oh word let me put in the application it's approved boom like it's the same thing with you guys like the stay busy like the stay busy brand and anything you guys do you guys already have the copyright and trademark rights to it in the lane that you're in because publicly you've been operating as that, especially within that entity of the tri-state area. Like it's a very right, big right, deal. Right. So it's operating and understanding that then it's okay. Like if I think I'm really uh, a businessman, even though I love the Hove line, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Um, you got to understand LLC. Like there's a, a a new friend and mentor of mine, shout out to Jeremy, that when I was talking with him among our first meetings, um, he was like, how's your business looking? I'm like, yeah, I got Foresight trademark, da, 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 da. And he's like, yo, you got an LLC? And I was like, nah. He was like, bro, you got to get that LLC. Like you got to make sure you really solidify yourself as a business so nobody can't swoop in and operate as such, similar to that Rolling Stone article, except it's actually more fair for the LLC if they look and see like, oh, snap, this is not LLC. Okay, let's do that. And it was just a matter of taking care of that, taking part, uh, taking a, a care of the trademark, understanding copywriting, understanding, heck, even with like doing shows, right? Like what are the music rights? Like if we really want to play this music, can we find a ways to play it without getting sniped and, and getting in trouble? You know, because Universal is like among the league leaders and the labels who will snipe your ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We know. We know. <laughs> salute, salute to us. We've been in Universal Prison. They do not play. Um, but yeah, it's just finding those stuff out because when you find that out, then it makes it easier to handle the art aspect. Like, why am I making this art? How will it stand out in this very evolving and saturated game that is media? And then from there, it's just, that's where the fun begins. Like, all right, I got this. Right. 
well, if I could do this and I could do that, and then I could do that, then I could work with these people. I could find a way to broaden the reach. And lastly, I'm really big into real life success over online success. Um, I I get numbers and everything's important online because we're living in a digital world, but I will always, always, always value being known and accepted by the streets. Like, and I think for Foresight as a startup company, what's helping us grow and resonate with people, especially at the higher levels is the fact that like parts of the streets are really rocking with us. Like they resonated with them. There's been certain content that we made that suddenly have generated comments and other spinoffs of mm-hmm. those same conversations. And people yeah. are inspired. There's artists that's been coming up to me going, yo, Arden, bro, your energy and conversations that you've been having about Westchester needing to work with each other and actually caring and checking stuff out. Yeah. I actually reached out to two, three artists the other week and we've been cooking up. Like that's yeah. the sort of stuff that matters to me more. Like, of course I want the numbers and the profit, but as long as we're making real change, and people are resonating with that with foresight, among other things. I, I, I've, I haven't lost. I will never lose. Yeah, I, 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 I love, love the energy, man. Um, I want to get into, you know, I, I met you about three months into into the quarantine pandemic. Everyone was at home. Zoom was yeah. popping, IG lives, all that. Uh, you actually had me come on the podcast and talk about the weekend and a bunch of different stuff. And it was real cool. How did the the pandemic affect Forsyth's operations? Oh man, it affected from the standpoint of like all in-person stuff was ceased. So at that point we were meeting every week in person to record the podcast, right? One of our, our staple, that's been our longest running show. Other shows and things that we were beginning to um, do like the punch in our in-depth interview series, other sort of interviews, other concepts that had to be delayed. And I think like a lot of creators, when mid-March came around, there was that period where it was just like, you got to freeze and really think like, yo, what in the hell am I about to do? Everything you've been working towards, everything you thought you was going to do is certainly gone. And and this is not to shame anybody. I Again, I was froze like a lot of people and, and I was scared to an extent, but I decided to get back in the ring and fight and said, I'm going to find my way. And that's where like new shows started coming to mind and new connections and finding different ways to remodel the four side strategy of content creating and distributing along with the branding aspect of it. So I took that time to really just make my way. And and also even as somebody that is a a more long-term thinker, I'm more appreciative of the day-to-day process as much as I do think long-term, I have taken more stock into let's let's focus on monday like let's focus on tuesday let's get to wednesday um understand plans can change as much as i love checking off the things on my list let's take things day by day and understand that you know what there's times where you don't have it like i remember drake had a great quote about this i think it was with zane Lowe when views came out Mm -hmm. where zane asked him like um what is it like for you in the studio? Do like people come through, et cetera, et cetera. I, know, I, know I love saying. that one. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Nick? And I'm not steal your thunder. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, man, like, hey, I just need people in the studio that know how to behave, but I don't really like it because folks got to understand, like, sometimes it's just not there. There's times where me and 40 are in the studio, man, you know, just talking life and 
figuring this out, man, you know? So it's just like, <laughs> you know, so it's just Bars. like, Real just bias. trying, you know, just taking that and understanding, like, you really got to take things day by day and understand if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. You're going to look to see another day, especially if God says, hey, yo, get up. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. That's, that's important, man. It's important to, for us to, I think, as creatives, especially myself, I've been feeling this, is, you know, like, every day, every day, just chip away at it. Especially when you're trying to start something, get the business off the ground, get your music out there, whatever it is. Every day, chip at it and get and get it moving. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's great to hear that. Yeah. Man. So, oh, well, go ahead. Did you, did you, you no, 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 no. I was just saying, yeah, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. J- j- just to go back to you know when we connected, like we've definitely seen this renaissance of. A lot of talented writers that you and I have been connected with. We got Caleb Catlin, Brandon Verastro, yeah. of course, of course, Regina, who kind of m- made the plug between us. The homie, Amon Davis, uh, and Jarrah. So many of us. Jordan Rose, salute. yeah, Jordan Rose, my guy. Of course, like you can't forget him. That's that's a little bro. But like, so many of us took the pandemic by its by its reins, and we were just like, nah, like we're we're about to turn this stuff up a notch. Like we're home, we're, we're gonna work, we're gonna connect, and and our network grew, and we're all just so supportive of each other and collaborative, which I love. And so with with everything that Foresight has accomplished and everything that, that that you envision, um, how do you approach collaboration, and and what do you do to to clearly maintain the clear down to earth personality that you have? despite everything that you've been able to accomplish for 4 million views for Foresight. Like, yeah, you know, a, a lot of people will see that number and be like, I'm good. I don't need nobody. I'm, I'm good on my own, but you're, you're constantly bringing different people in. Like, like you yeah. bringing me on, on, on the commission meant a lot. Cause like, yo, like he, he's been doing this. He, he don't need me. He really doesn't need yeah. me, but like, but you reached out. So how, how do you approach collaboration and why is it so important to you still? Uh, collaboration is key. Like, Issa Rae had that great quote, man, which is you got to learn how to network across and not always network up. You know, like a lot of people get so focused on trying to connect with the higher ups. And I get it. There is an importance to it. All of us do it. But you're going to get to where you need to get to and vice versa. If you work with your peers, folks who could really relate with you. And a lot of my desire to collaborate with people Honestly, comes from the fact that, again, man, like I've been in this media thing for 10 years, fresh out of high school, and I'm only 27. And I had to do a lot of things on my own. So, like, for example, right, the writing community that you mentioned, right, Caleb, Jordan, all of those guys, Brandon, you, Regina, all of those guys. For me, as somebody that's been in the game since high school, that was on Twitter at a whole nother time with a different demographic, it was dope seeing that because it's like, yo, this is this young genuine and willing community of creators that are willing to work and boost each other up and champion each other's work. That's dope to me. And that really inspired me because I had to do a lot of things on my own. And as much as I'm comfortable doing things on my own, it got to the point where I was like, man, I do want to work with people. Even if it's one time for the one time, like I do want to work with people. There's a competitive element to it in which you want to see like, yo, am I as good as I think I am? It may not be about let me be better than you, but I need to see for me if I'm not nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just need to see, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, that iron sharpens iron. So it's always about wanting to work with others since I had to do a lot on my own, seeing where I constantly stack up and see whether or not I'm, I feel as if I'm that good 
And then lastly, recognizing the fact that I don't need to wait to get to a certain status to be like, all right, let me help out my peers. Let me help out my culture. If I have something that I've been building and I literally have put my blood and I have put literally my sweat and my tears and thousands of dollars of money into, I'm not going to wait till I get to a certain point to be like, yo, Armand, I got this discussion show where I want to get four of the brightest minds to come through every couple of months to talk about the state of the culture. I'm not going to wait till I'm big time. If I got something now and I know I have the time, I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, Nick, I got four side presents. I got this intimate performance series similar to the NPR Tiny Desk, similar to the MTU Unplug. My brother, I'm genuinely a fan. You want to come through and perform 15 minutes of your joints? I'm not going to wait till I get big time. If I have a platform to do it now, I want to do it. And I think it goes both ways the same way. I know I'm offering this platform and, and, and what it could give to somebody else, right? The, the extra exposure, the extra repetition, repetitions to work on their skills and the community. It's also knowing that I'm getting a lot back too. Cause it's, it's, it's literally the same stuff. I'm getting the same reps. I'm getting the same sort of additional exposure. I'm getting the same ability to network. So I don't look at it like I'm coming to you as the bigger party or if I have more, like I'm literally coming to everybody humbly with something I believed in that I built along with the help of others that have helped me and just saying, Hey, I think this is a good opportunity for both of us, you know? So that's always been my approach to it. Love that. Uh, I want to close it off. Yeah. Nah, facts, facts, gems. Thank you. And that I, I, I feel like it's appropriate as, as OBO guys to close <laughs> off, give me your, the Drake bar that hits you the most. Oh, damn, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard-hitting questions here on Stay Busy. You know you know how we do. That, that is a hard-hitting question, the, the Drake bar. Uh, I guess the line that always keeps coming back up to me whenever I have to think about it is always um, 24 hours from greatness. I'm that close. Mm. Don't ever forget the moment you, you begin to doubt transitioning from fitting in to standing out. Like, that that line always sticks to me because it, it it it's like the perfect example of the chase that we're all on, man. Especially when you really did. Like I really feel like I am 24 hours away. Like I really feel like I am 24 hours away from greatness. Like I continue to ascend, I continue to climb, and it's like I know I'm there. And I know I'm doing it in a position where me and maybe a few people really see it. But I'm climbing. It's like, I know I'm there, dog. Like, I know I've put in my 10,000 hours to this, man. Like, I, I have, like, a lot of time. And that line will always resonate with me, man. 24 hours from greatness. Like, I'm, I'm that close. It's like, so I can't stop. Like, I, I really can't stop. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for pulling up, man. Thank you for your insight, for letting people know that hey the content the vision is important but but you got to get them trademarks them copyrights the, yeah you, you got to have it in, in order the art and the business they go hand in hand to really create something great yeah uh, make sure y'all tap into to foresight like i said we're gonna be posting links and he, he gonna be on the social media all week clips and all that so make sure you got show support by a foresight mask and speaking That's of up. supporting we're going to get into the black bulletin board for the month of February. Okay. Arden, Arden, do you have a black business that that you want to shout out uh, in, in our bulletin board? Oh, man, there's I'm, I'm, there might be a, quite a few. So I'm going to try to <laughs> mention them quick. Shout out to uh, Father Stretch My Bands. They from mm-hmm. the crib. They really been building as a fashion okay. brand. 
salute to my fellow creators, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Fuse from SRL Daily, Frederico the Pound, my guy Poncho with the hottest show in our area called Cookups and Convos. Shout out to my guys, Raps and Receipts, for building a lovely performance uh, platform for folks to perform. Shout out to Katina, that's uh, that's a black-owned business that's been popping in the area. Um, yeah, man, that's just off the top of my head. Yo, salute to everybody. Salute to the engineers working in the studios, getting everybody right. Salute to everybody, man, for real. Love that. Love that. Um, and we want to shout out a couple black businesses as well. I want to give a shout out to mdivinedelights.com. That's my homegirl, Maya. She's a baker. I bought a bunch of her cupcakes throughout the pandemic when I was putting on weight and not working out. And them, them joints is good. So she, she got some Valentine's Day specials coming up. So if you're trying to get something nice for your lady or, or your man or a family member, tapped into mdivinedelights.com. My, my guy, Daquan Walker with Kwani Eats. Uh, Kwani Eats is, is, is a website where um, he, he does food reviews on different web, uh, different restaurants, whether in New York City, he even did a special Puerto Rico thread recently. So if, if you're trying to get the good eats, Kwani got you a pics. He got you a descriptions of the ambiance, the service, the drinks, the pricing, all of that. He also has yeah. the Salient Network, which is a website dedicated to Black creators, uh, whether you're a podcaster, an artist, uh, a fashion business, whether you do finance stuff, whatever, you can find everything on the Salient Network. So if you got something that, that wants to get on, get uh, get up there, hit up my guy Daquan Walker at DSW103 on Twitter. Want to give a special shout out to Poetry Me, please. That's by our frat brother. Uh, Daquan's a frat brother as well. But uh, Rashawn Brown Rush, super talented, passionate, incredible poet, speaker. Tap into him. He's dropping videos all the time. His YouTube channel is incredible. And of course, our sponsor for the half and half, Healthy by Zanya. Um, mm-hmm. Teas that are catered towards you use your zodiac sign. So if you want to embrace the Cancer or the Scorpio or the Sagittarius or the Taurus within, and you want a tea that reflects your zodiac sign, make sure you hit up Healthy. She's going to be all over our social media. Uh, Nick, I, it looked like I, I cut you off. Did you, did you have anything you wanted to, to shout out? No, no, no. I'm just shouting out everybody. I, I got, we got a whole month of them. I want to yeah. get mine together because I got a few ones that I want to <laughs> shout out. So I'm going to get mine together yeah. and catch you next episode. And uh, listeners, make sure if, if, if you know a black business, if you have a black business that, that, that you want to salute, again, there, there's there's no limits. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't got to be right. fashion. You don't got to do food. Whatever you're doing as a black entrepreneur or a black owner, let us know. And we want to give you the platform to, to get a couple customers or some yeah. new listeners, whatever. Once again, the Busy Boys were blessed with my, my brother, Arden, founder and CEO of Foresight, Colts fan, OVO guy. Uh, amazing conversations from the chat to the half and half to to the board meeting. So thank you, brother, again for thank pulling you up, guys, man. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Y'all doing good, man. Business is booming. Thank you, man. Welcome to the Stay Busy Alumni Network. You are here officially. We, we got to get you a like like a pin or a sticker or something to <laughs> to really really solidify it. But ladies and gentlemen. We got incredible black creators coming all month for y'all. Happy Black History Month. Make sure you get you some soul food. Don't eat too much. You know, you, you got to stay fit. We want to keep our black people healthy. Drink that water. Take them vitamins. We, we, we want our black people around for a long time because black is beautiful and black don't crack. And stay busy and foresight don't crack neither. It's the boy on my side. And you see me with, with the black market. I mean, it's, 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 it's black, the artist, but it's still black. And, you know, so you feel me? Valid. But... It's, <laughs> but 
it's the guy Armand Vegan Chodiso, multiple miles, all that. I'm here with the guy Nick Early, super talented artist. We still waiting on that project, man. We we, we Actually, been patiently waiting. Seriously, blocking, bro. Blocking the whiteboard back here. Oh, it's yeah. We uh we on some stuff. Hey, oh, it's on the way. <laughs> it's on the way. We could use another loving and lies, my brother. Oh, mm. We have one and better, man. Do do do. I can use another uh what it could have. Okay. He you know, look at he know the tracks. Okay. I'm in tune, man. He, he, he do the education. We love some stuff. Uh yeah, in fact, we we'll, we'll talk offline. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> but listeners, as you know, make sure you wash your hands, wear that mask. Apparently, y'all supposed to be double masking. Uh, so if if, if you got access to multiple masks, double it up. But most double importantly, up. stay safe, stay humble, stay black. And stay busy. Let's hear that outro. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Yeah, yeah. I've been out yeah, in the yeah. world, staying yeah, yeah. busy. Monday's 9 a.m. Monday's 9 a.m. Party with the gang. Party with the gang. Every week, tell a friend. Now